welcome back to The Sweet Tea. I'm your host, Amanda. And this is your host, Nat. Also, welcome back to Baby Watch. Yes, <laughs> we have been on... Watch is like... Isn't there a difference when there's a tornado coming? And a warning. And a warning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is definitely the warning. Oh, I can't even believe we're podcasted right now. Me neither. <laughs> so, just a little um, quick update. We... Oh, well, okay. So, side point. Congratulations to our best friend, Catherine. Congratulations, Catherine and Trey. Yes. We um, got them married this weekend. Big um, wedding weekend. So fun. Yes. And so, that leads up to the baby warning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we go. We are first in line to get our stuff done, like hair and makeup. So, we get to Scottsville, like, what time was it? Like, 7.40. 7.40. So, early morning, I'm already telling myself mentally prepared, like... Starbucks run, got all the, you know, right. all the fuel, and I could tell my friend is just in pain. Like, are you sure you're going? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, like, I'm not going to miss this, blah, blah, blah. So, we get up there, and... um like I said, I'm mentally prepared to, like, just chill. I'm not getting up and down a whole lot. Like, the baby is definitely, like, very active. She's always, like, on my bladder. So, the only thing I'm really doing is, like, getting up and going to the restroom. Well, it comes lunchtime. And I'm like, you know, I'm starting to get, like, really hungry. And when I'm hungry, she gets, like, overly active. So, I get up. I go fix me a little plate in the kitchen. I'm like, okay, that's better. Well, Amanda is like eyeing me all day long. Not in a bad way, just checking no. on me. Yeah, just like making eye contact like, we good? Because technically we do still have two weeks. Right. Also, I speak about this pregnancy and I say we a lot. You have about two weeks. We, because you have <laughs> I just feel like I've been a part of this team for a solid minute. But I just make sure, I'm looking at her and I'm like, some, if you know Natalie, she um, keeps everything in but also just tries to be strong for everybody else and so I knew that she was hurting which is normal all this is like the end of pregnancy like you're gonna be uncomfortable for sure but there's a difference in uncomfortable and like when she's talking and having a good time and then all of a sudden she kind of goes quiet like I noticed like she's obviously having a contraction and we're two hours away from your hospital so I'm just I'm just on guard I brought her there so you know, I just wanted to make sure, like, do I need to call her mom? Does Where's Damaris? He's bringing the girls. The girls are flower girls. Like, there was just a lot going on. It was. To be two hours away from your hospital. It was. But best friend's wedding, We're not she knew she it. wanted to be there, and she was doing everything she could with what she had to work with. Correct. So, lunch, after I get done eating, Amanda looks at me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm having a contraction. And at this moment, it had been just about, like, one every hour. So nothing like alarming, you know, just it it was painful, but once you got through it, I'm good for an hour. Well, so the ceremony starts and we're all lined up and I could just feel it coming on and I was like, "Oh no. Like this something feels different." Mhm. So we're walking down the aisle freezing. And it the it's wind, freezing outside. The wind is, like, overly blowing our hair upside down. The groomsmen's tucks, their suits are, like, 
flowing in the wind. Our dresses, Mm -hmm. everything, hair, makeup. Like Sunday was 70. Yesterday was like 70 degrees. Beautiful. Right. And it was a beautiful day. It was just freezing on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like braving this wind. I just figured the ice cold, like the chill would just send her into labor. <laughs> it might have been the only thing that kept me chill. Because when I have a contraction, I also get really hot. So, like... Oh, good. <laughs> the wind. <laughs> the wind coming through is kind of like, okay. And our placement in the order, Nat's right on a pole. So, she just got to lay on the pole. Right. <laughs> I hope there's no pictures of me, like, looking dead and just, like... Holding the pole up. No, you didn't look dead. You look good. That's what everybody kept laughing about. We were like, if you go in tonight, you're going to look fantastic. (laughs) So, we're standing up there, and both of my girls were flower girls as well. So, they're they're both standing at my feet. And Ryder keeps looking at me in my eye. She's so concerned. And she's like, Mom, are you having a contraction? Has your water broke? Like, she's whispering this during the whole ceremony. Just giggling. Yeah. And so, when a real contraction would hit, like, obviously, like Amanda said, I would get real quiet and kind of, like, concentrate, stare off into space and, like, get myself back together. And I'll never forget, Ryder was looking up. She was like, are we fixing to have a baby right here? Right here? And I'm like, shh, it's okay. (laughs) The guy that she walked with, Landon, the other groomsman, panic attack. Like, he was so concerned. He was a nervous wreck. Because I told him at the rehearsal dinner, he was like, when are you due? And she's like, any day. (laughs) And he was like, and then he said. He just got nervous. (laughs) I was like, I just wanted to look at her and be like, listen, all you have to do is hold her up and like just tell someone if she's not good. But like nobody's expecting you to like deliver the baby on your shoulders, you know, like. (laughs) This is not your responsibility. Poor thing. He was so <laughs> nervous. I felt for him. And so, anyways, during the ceremony, I had two contractions. Well, I knew at that moment. Ceremony's like 30 minutes top. So, now we're like at 15 minutes. Right. So, I've had two contractions within 15 minutes. Or within 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay. So, we're getting closer. Like, definitely the pain has risen. Well... When we get done with the ceremony, you know, you have to take, like, group pictures. You have to do the walk-in, like, they introduce the wedding party. Well, we are walking around the building, and we're getting back in line to be introduced. And a contraction hit me, and I thought, oh, my gosh. Like, I really might lay on this sidewalk and have Mm -hmm. this baby. Yeah. Well, it was almost like we have went from 6 a.m., all the way to, at that point, it's probably like 5, 5.30. Right. And and you've done your job. And so, you've done what you were supposed to do that day. And it's like when it, the relief of like, oh my gosh, it's over. Like, I just see you crying. And yeah. that's when I was where I was like, she's been hurting like this all day. Right. And so, it was like the second that you could just breathe for a minute, that's when emotions hit. Yes. And I knew that you weren't okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Baby or no baby, it was still a lot. Right. And so, the photographer actually looks at me and he was like, like, you can seriously go sit down. And I was like, no, we're fixing to do the introduction. Like, I'll I'll get through this part and then I'm going to sit down. Stubborn. (laughs) And so, like, with tears running down my face, they're like welcoming me and the groomsmen that I was walking down with. 
we're like walking through, like I've got my flowers up. I'm like, woohoo. I get over to the table and I'm, I look at my mom and Damaris and I'm like, we and, got. Yeah. And when you see your mama. Yeah. yeah I looked at both a, yeah. of them and I was like, um, we've got to go like right mm-hmm. now. I don't know if I can do it anymore. So <laughs> the, the congregation of everybody that is there, mo- most of everybody that is, is from my home church. So everybody knows me. Everybody knows my attitude, my, you know, the mm-hmm. way that I carry myself. So there was a, the table that my mom and Damaris were sitting at was like full of just people that I know that genuinely care and love, love sure. me. And so they were all making eye contact with me. And it was like when I got to them, every last one of them was like mm-hmm. throwing chairs and like trying to get a place for me to sit down because they knew in that moment my face showed I can't right. do it. Like right. this is it. So <laughs> Damaris comes over and he was like, like, I'm going to pack you if I need to, but, like, we can't make a big deal. And I'm like, no, we're not going to make a scene in here. This is Catherine's day. Just get me to the car now. Like, you did not make a scene at all. My mom didn't even know that you left. Like, that I was, had to tell my mom, like, Natalie left. It was my biggest <laughs> worry. Like, I did not want no, no type of... No, your side of the room, like, the people, like you said, your people knew, but there was no commotion right she keeps thinking that she is being dramatic and it just wasn't oh god that's what you know that's my biggest thing i'm like i promise i'm not trying to be dramatic but even if you were (laughs) it's all right so damaris gets me to the car and like he just guns it we're in gravel we are throwing rocks going down this i mean we're out in bfe of scottsville and we pull up onto this farm that morning at like 7 a.m. Cows are mooing. They're like, feeding these cows. I'm like, I know I took a wrong turn. <laughs> wake up call. <laughs> but it was beautiful out there. It was pretty. So we're going back down this country road. Damaris is flying and he's like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to the hospital or do you want to go home? And like for 15 minutes, I wouldn't tell him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Nat, I need you to tell me. Are we going to the hospital or are we going home? And I was like. Just take me to the hospital. Like, I I have toughed it out as long as I can. I don't think I can do it anymore. So. Well, we need to know where we're at. Like, we need to know where we're at. Like, what's, right. what's going on? You right. know, there's nothing wrong with being checked out. Right. And that's where he was at, too. He was like, I would, because I didn't want to go up there and then be like, oh, you're not even having contractions. Like, go home. I knew, though, without a doubt, like, something was going on. And Damaris did, too. And that's why he was like, yeah. I really think we should go. So, I think he enjoyed this part. We ran 110 to 115 miles per hour from Scottsville to Hopkinsville. Going through towns. You know, that's not just a straight stretch. Right. We got... You got to go through Bowling Bowling Green. Green, Russellville. Russellville. And then you've got that long stretch between Russellville and... Yes. Yeah, Hoptown. Yeah. Okay, so that long stretch is a state police, like, hideout. (laughs) Yes. Well, my mom is in the car behind us. So, when Damaris and I leave, my mom loads the girls up, grabs all of our stuff, and is, you know, in traffic right behind us. So, my mom calls the police department and says my daughter and son-in-law are in labor in the vehicle trying to make it to the hospital like do not pull them over gives a description of the vehicle 
we passed four state troopers. We had obviously had our flashers on. Passed four state troopers. The none of us took none of them even like flickered their lights or nothing. So we we Trent made it Maris there. Was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He thought we were in like a video game in that moment. Like we hit railroad tracks at oh, one moment, and I man. thought. Like, I know you're trying to get there fast, but stop. can we be smart for a second? Because <laughs> that bump was hard. And I'm over here already not trying to deliver this baby in the car. Right. You want to be a video game and a doctor? Or? Right. <laughs> so, so, funny story. We're getting into Hopkinsville, and I just look at him. I'm having, like, a really, really hard contraction. And I'm, like, I'm crying, and I'm, like... I can't believe my water hasn't broke yet. I wish he was here to explain this. Because listening to him yesterday. Oh, he can tell the story so so much much better. better. So about that time that I said, I can't believe my water hasn't broke yet. You, if anybody knows labor pains, like it's in your hips, your legs everywhere. So I just like lifted my leg up on the dash and he said, Oh, put that thing back down. (laughs) What do you mean? We still got 10 minutes. Your water can't be breaking right now. We done made it this far. Put your leg down. <laughs> Bless him. So, we're getting closer. And my mom is, like, blowing his phone up. Okay? Like, texting him. Well, he can't, like, like time my contractions and text her. And the phone. Yeah. All that. So, he just clicks the screen in the car. And had Siri... Read my mom's text message out loud. Mind you, I'm I'm mid-contraction, okay? Like, I'm crying. I'm screaming. It says, Christy says, put your hazards on and go. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> this needs to be documented. Like, this is too crazy. Yeah. Anyways, we get to the hospital. Like I have said 150,000 times, the staff there is amazing. They wheel me in. The man that's taking me up to my room, like, he knows I'm really hurting, but he's still trying to, like, lift my spirits. And he's like, what baby is this? And I was like, number three. He's joking. He's like, if you feel like you need to push, don't do it in the wheelchair with me. <laughs> you know, like, he's joking with me back and forth. Oh, so Demaris number two. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, them two together in the elevator made nothing better for me. They were like joking back and forth and I was like get me to a bed now yeah so like I wouldn't want to laugh either no like it was hard like <laughs> it was so hard because like in the moment I'm not like when I'm not having a contraction I'm fine right so I want to laugh and cut up with them and the whole time I'm like oh here comes another one yeah so my contractions had went from every 15 minutes to every two to three minutes in the car ride so they get me to a bed. The ladies, my I'm in my bridesmaid's dress. Uh-huh. Okay. Didn't even have time to change with house shoes on. Yeah. So I walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, you look beautiful. And I'm like, I promise I'm not a Mennonite. I don't know I'm why. I'm with you. <laughs> that dress had nothing Mennonite Amish about it. But I had already told Demiris, I was like, goodbye. I'm showing up in this gown. If I've had fun for the last 15 minutes. I'm removing myself. <laughs> I cannot believe you said that. It's embarrassing. They were cracking up. They were like, well, we knew you had been somewhere. And I was like, not at a church function. I was like, I was at my best friend's wedding. So, (laughs) okay. So at the wedding, Amanda and Tori had like safety pinned my dress up in the back because 
I was falling out of it. Like in the I front. said, nothing Amish about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your boobs are so, falling out of the dress. <laughs> so they had safety pinned me. Well, whenever we get there, they hand me a gown. Like, we need you to get dressed, like, real quick. I'm pinned into this dress, Damaris <laughs> is, like, stabbing himself in the back. He's like, oh, Bless my him. God. What is this contraction? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Just rip them at this point. I don't even care. So he helps me get into my gown. They start measuring, like, my belly. The baby's heartbeat is, like, perfect. Nothing's going on with her. She's chilling. It's my body. And the lady's like, once again, I tell her, I'm like, I promise I'm not trying to be dramatic. She was like, um, no, your contractions are off the charts and you're in full-blown labor. And I was like, okay, so, like, I was asking her worst-case scenario because I don't want another situation like Nala's where we have to go to the NICU and all mm -hmm. of that. And she's like, no, no, calm down. She was like, I really think it might be dehydration. You overdid yourself. Like, you know, let's let's just get to the bottom of it. So they did go ahead and check for like any type of bladder infection, yeast infection, anything like that can throw a woman into labor unknowingly. And so we stayed there for a few hours, waited for my test to come back. And she comes back in there and she was like, um, you know, everything came back perfect. Like you and baby are fine. Um, she had given me two bags of fluids. And she said that the way that my body soaked the fluids pretty fast she determined it definitely was dehydration mm -hmm. and my body was just done. Like it was trying to tell me like, Hey, you've done enough. You need to sit down. Like I need to be on the couch with my feet up. Correct. <laughs> so, um, they were super sweet in there. They just kept like, you know, coming in and checking. And once they got my contractions to calm down, I had multiple choices, whether I wanted to stay or go home. And with me knowing that I probably didn't drink enough water, I overdid myself. I should have been sitting down. I knew we were fine. So, we came on home later. Well, it was like mid midnight, early that morning. Um, Got home, got, you know, tucked back into the house. And since then, I've just been trying to take it easy. I still have to work. I still have to, you know, do the mom things. But now I'm a little more aware that... Yeah. Denali needs to cook a little longer. Yeah. So, but it was a fun weekend. It was very it eventful. Was so fun. Such a beautiful venue and day. It was. So thankful for our friends. Like, it was just fun to hang out with, you know, a group of, like, childhood friends. Yeah, it was. It was a fun group, too. Which we didn't know any of her, of the groomsmen. No, I didn't know the groomsmen. And, um... So but you they know, were fun. yeah, they, they were, were fun. they were super fun. That's mm -hmm. what I was. They nothing was ever awkward. Like sometimes you can be in a wedding and not know people, yeah. and it'd be like, you know, you don't really talk to them or whatever. But like we all cut up the whole time. We were, yeah. you know, had to do group stuff. It was fun. Yeah. It was a fun time. It was a good group of people. So, um, with that being said, with groups of people and friends, um, something has been on my mind lately. Um, so, we do, Damaris, Damaris and I do a devotion together, and one night, it covered the scripture that talks about um, the blind man mm -hmm. in the Bible that Jesus healed, mm -hmm. and it was talking about how important it is 
for the circle of friends that you have and the people that you surround yourself with, those are the people that impact whether or not you really believe this or not, but that impacts your faith yeah. and that impacts your walk with Christ and the way that you deal with circumstances that happen in life. Yeah, just life in general. Correct. And so... Like what four people do together, you'll become the fifth. Right. Whether that's good or bad. Exactly. And so the way that it explained, the blind man was not healed because of his own faith. He was healed because of his friend's faith. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, it just... I had never really, like, I guess looked at that scripture like that. No, you told me about it the other night because we keep little notes on our phone about topics to talk about. And, you know, if something comes up during the week, like, we'll jot it down. And she said, oh, whenever we want to talk about something with our friends, this is a scripture. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I have never thought that he couldn't have got himself there. Right. It was his friend's faith that got yeah. him healed. And I don't know, it just it just touched me so much. And it can be, you can consider that quote-unquote friend your partner, your, you know, your friend, mm -hmm. your co-workers, whoever you are surrounding yourself with. Majority of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. That is your friend in that scripture. That's who is going to get you healed. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, not that you can't do it by yourself, but it's your surroundings yeah. is what ultimately you know that plays a big part in everything that you do yeah so i don't know i'm just after like realizing that's what the scripture was really talking about i was just like man i'm so thankful for it's convicting it is mm -hmm. it is because like you look at who your friends are in high school and then whenever you leave and you know, as you mature as an adult, it's not that you're not friends with people anymore. It's you grow from people. You mature from people. Mm -hmm. You just go different paths. Well, and it's easy to have friends that are just, you know, you want to have a good time with. It's easy to pick a group that you always just want to have fun. and um, But when things get bad, and everybody's going to have a season. Everyone. Right. Everyone's going to have a rough patch. And it's important to have celebrated people it's important to have been a good friend to people and to have prayed for people and love people because there's going to be a time when you need that in return and if you haven't done that for someone else and when it becomes your turn and you look around and you're sitting alone like that's really hard and so mm -hmm. again I just keep saying this past year because this past year has just been huge in my life but I'm so thankful friends that I've grew up with that I've had a great time with I mean just great great memories but also really sad memories of like they've been at my house and on my couch um on my bed like they went through their trenches with me this year and have made me realize and so thankful for my group of people that I know are praying for me and when I'm away from them they speak highly behind, like behind my back because I think that's really important when you're in a room of like what's the thing that says when you're in a room full of opportunities like what other woman's name are you throwing out there mm -hmm. and some people don't do that right and I'm just thankful for people that I know I have a true friendship with that I've also been a good friend to them right it is it's very and like what I was saying with like growing apart from friends and not necessarily saying that you're not friends with those people anymore no, no. but you just, you start to go on different paths of life and you see 
like, wow, you know, I, I had to separate myself from situations and people and, you know, mm -hmm. different places in my life. I had to grow and mature to be able to be where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm here, you know, you reflect back and be like, wow, like I had no chance back then. Yeah. I had no chance of <clears throat> as strong as my faith is today. It only happened because of circumstances that have mm -hmm. happened, you know, over the years. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, it's it'll it just hits me like a rock like that's that's amazing to sit back and like reflect on and be able to say you know, I I have come this far and now maybe my faith can be what heals one of my friends. Mm -hmm. Like and sometimes you walk through things to help someone else. Correct. It never yeah. benefits you. Right. But it can benefit one the of your person. yeah one of your best friends or somebody that you're just acquaintance with. And sometimes you have friends who have always been great friends that you support from the sidelines. Yep. Like I've got people that nothing happened. We're just not as close anymore, or we just don't see each other as much because we're almost thirty and life happens, and you can't hang out with everybody all the time. Yeah. But it's full support from me. Mm -hmm. Like rooting love for them. you. I yeah. hope you're doing well. Like I still very much so pray over my friends. You know. Right. And so, just because something doesn't have to always mean something happens that you don't talk to someone, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was, that, reading that scripture, and it just made my heart happy, mm -hmm. like. Because God a, does give you friends. Right, and that's a really cool point to, like, know. Mm -hmm. And to be able to walk through different circumstances in your life, yeah. knowing. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with um, a friendship being one-sided. Yeah. Like, if you're constantly pouring into someone who's never poured into you, like, walk away. Right. And it's okay. Because right. you will find your group. And it don't even have to be no hard feelings. It could just be... No, and you don't ever have to beg for someone's attention, you know? Right. The right people want to love you. And I've so, learned that. Right. With those little positive notes at the end, we'll wrap it up. Um, we hope that you all have enjoyed the baby update. It mm -hmm. got pretty cray-cray. Hopefully the next one will just be calm and we'll be like, hey, she's here. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Everything's we perfect. never know over here. <laughs> what is it? Not a baby watch, a baby warning. It's a warning. <laughs> this was a warning. <laughs> so anyways, we'll catch y'all next week. Um, hope you have a wonderful week. Go be great. Go plan something with a friend. Yes. And go pray over your friends. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.